Hello and welcome to Sip and Savor. I'm your host, Mega McSwain, and I am at Julep right now with Alba Horta. And joining me uh, as kind of guest host, like he's used to, is Greg Morago, of course, the food editor of The Chronicle. So we're actually here today for a, um, a tasting at Julep. This is the first original cocktail list sort of menu that you've made since the pandemic. Yes. So exciting stuff. We'll be back in the bar today. It's so nice to be back. It's absolutely wonderful to be back. So. Yeah, it felt it felt good to be there. And there were some changes. It looked a little different, some new things. Yeah, uh, just a little, you know, we moved a little furniture around. Um, I think it was, you know, we definitely like lowered some panels for um, privacy during the pandemic. And um, and so they just became a part of the, the motif and then some table changes too. So, yeah, well, it, it felt great to be back there. It felt um, like old times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we all long for those old yes, times. Yes, I so. know. We just, <laughs> seriously, we miss them. So I want to get started by talking about Julep is celebrating seven years. Mm, yeah. Yes. The seven year anniversary is coming up. Seven year anniversary is coming up. When, yeah. when was that? When did you open? So it was the end of July in 2014. Um, so it's right around the corner. We're going to, we generally, and it's for a number of reasons that we'll generally celebrate like in this weird hurricane season. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I know that's like right to Matt Dev in the yeah. hurricane season. So it's also like really hot. So we're like, okay, maybe we'll wait. It's like, if it's 103, 110 degrees outside, it's like, let's wait another Let's wait a month and see how. In Houston, you know, you could be waiting till December, January. There's always yeah. hot days. You know? So we're celebrating this year, August 29th. Okay, um, nice. So we'll generally celebrate. We'll give us a, ourselves a 30, 45 day window from the opening because of hurricane yes, scares. Yes, you never because know. Because of, of tropical storms, et cetera. So um, right. we're, we're shooting for the 29th of August this year. Well, congratulations on seven years. That is, it's amazing because in Houston, you see things come and go, but there's, you know, these places that just are you know, customers are really loyal to. And so I think we see that at Julep. Yeah, the last anniversary we celebrated was on, was our fifth anniversary. And then we, so we celebrated uh, like late summer 2019, right? So if you look at the map of the, of the calendar, then we're looking at the pandemic in March yeah. and then we have another year. And so we kind of lost yeah. a year and a half. That's, what, that's what I tell people is that we've lost like a year. Um, yeah. everything right and then i turn around and i'm like oh my god the bar is seven yeah i'm like that's a grown-up really. yeah that is a grown-up at the at the year five i was like oh you know it's still you know five years still you know a nice young young yes. bar and then I was seven like, is, a, is a big kid now I yeah like, uh oh well i want to talk to you about the location because if people haven't been to julep before uh just to kind of give them an idea where it is in town this is right on washington mm -hmm. uh kind of close to downtown yes um when I have to ask, because seven years ago, there were few things out this way at that time. Now, of course, there's BB Lemon close by. There's BB Butchers. Um, of course, Catalina Coffee is down the down the road, and then the Heights is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. But what made you pick this location? I think at the time, um, so the the lease for this bar was signed in 2012. So it was almost 10 years ago. Um, I think there at that time, uh, especially when we op we opened, in, it took us two years to open. So we opened in 2014. There was a lot of the traffic of what was coming out of downtown. We that there was um, um, a lot of uh, of people who would drive out of 
downtown and this would be kind of their their, stop right this would be like their way out um the other thing was that the building was just gorgeous it was it is it has a lot of character Mm -hmm. yes so the building has a lot of character um it had ample parking parking i don't know if you guys remember that far back there was a lot of parking um i love you for that by the way because i hate i I literally won't go somewhere it's parking is hard i'm just a snob yeah so and so it we had ample parking so it was just an uh an affordable first business um for for me at the time and i was like okay well this sounds good let's just hope for the best (laughs) (laughs) let's just hope for the best let's see how this works out um but the motivating factor was really that at that time we didn't have a lot of and it's so funny to go back in, in in history in your own head right because like the bars the cocktail bars that were in town were fewer you know and somewhere between 20 like 2015 and 2018 there were cocktail bars and cocktail programs everywhere right and um but at that time we were able i was able to find a place that i thought okay well this meets a lot of different areas that could that you know where where there aren't bars or cocktail bars and then we can get um a nice well, yeah, I remember clientele. when it opened because it, I felt like it was something so different and so unique and you could really get a quality cocktail and you could really sit down and savor it. And um, so, but yeah, you're right. There's been such a growth in the city, which is great. I love to see that in Houston, but um, there are a lot more options, right? Of places yeah. to go and get a drink. Yeah. And it's been great. It's actually, actually, I don't think that's a bad thing. I yeah. think that's a, that's a very, that's a beautiful thing because sure. our consumer now knows more about spirits and know more about cocktails, but, but that did have, um, the spread out of the cocktail bars at that time was important because we were capturing people from so many different neighborhoods. So there's a yeah. bit of a strategy there. For that, sure. Well, let's talk about julep. So the cocktails, you have a pretty good list here. I mean, it is, it is a bar. So if someone wanted to come in and get something that they wanted, they could get yes. just like simple vodka soda. Absolutely. Okay. But let's talk about the cocktails that that they should get. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, the bars always had the Southern sensibility to it. Um, And it's the framework of it is that it is a classic cocktail bar. So we can make hundreds of classic drinks for everyone. Lately, what I've noticed, and I think it's because people are their own bartender for the last year and a half. They've been their own bartender for the last year and a half. um, Is that the requests have been all across the board different and because we do have that versatility like i've been bartending since 1998 so um you know i i have this plethora of drinks that are not cocktails and people would ask us for like a, a sex on the beach or a long island st or right. like and we're like okay we can make that yeah what else what do you need you know like um uh, mind erasers and we're yes. like, where oh my god i was just talking about mind erasers yeah. it's like wh- where did you guys hear of a mind eraser you know and it's because they were their own bartender mm-hmm. and they were um and i was guilty of this too i was doing a ton of zoom classes right and just talking to people about drinks so for the first time in a long time we have a consumer that knows how to make their own drink probably better than ever right they everyone knows how to make a manhattan now how to make an old fashioned like right. and then they then this other arsenal of requests of things that they're trying and so it's just a really cool time to be open again because yeah. Our consumer is completely educated, and most of them have their own bars at home right. now. You know, yeah, they're like, starting to collect ingredients yeah. and spirits, and completely um, educated in like in their own 
bar at home and how right. they make things. And I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, it's just cool to be, watch this happen and watch it. We're bigger drinkers now, so it's good, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what, the tolerance yes. is like. Well, higher now, isn't it? It's impressive. Yes. Like, <laughs> very impressed. Greg and I can vouch for that. Yeah, we I'm very impressed yeah. with the work that y'all have been doing oh. on your own. Yes, yeah, proud of it. Very impressed. But one of the things that that I think that you can't that you get here that you can't get anywhere else is a story behind uh, 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 these cocktails, and to me that is like that is so special. And and your uh, your exploration of classic Southern cocktails is is brilliant. But also people kind of need to get reminded about why we were drinking rum at the time or right. why mm -hmm. there was cognac you find in, in some of these drinks, but in it's a story, it's a history. And so, and you're right. still doing it with your new lineup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're geeks, you know, that's a very <laughs> simple, um, simple answer in that regard that we're geeks. And also it's in, this is the reason why cocktails are interesting to us. Um, and if anybody has a question about it, we're happy to share that information and knowledge and and it does create these very intentional programs and it's something that i've noticed in cocktail bars in general when when um when you start to so so perfect example like the migrant ingredient um menu was something that came very organically the idea was very organic because during the pandemic we started to notice a shortage of of ingredients of things that we could that we could get not necessarily in spirits because spirits are global, sure. you know, but anything that went into ingredients like um, ingredients were becoming in short supply and also the price of them were changing uh, uh, a lot um, with some of the organic ingredients like um, like lemon and lime and pineapple and like because there was less uh, wholesale accounts on the market, there's less like restaurants and bars open, the prices of those things changed a lot. So we started looking at where they were, where, where are our ingredients coming from? Um, a lot of that was, a, our, our seafood was very affected by that too. And just thinking of like where the supply chains were cut off. And it's like, you know, it's something that every, every restaurant and bar lived, sure. right? And it was just like some, a story that we're like, okay, these are interesting stories because we Although, you know, we, we buy lemons and limes regularly, where are they really coming from? What part of Mexico or, or Central America? And, and how is that affecting our price or flavor? And, um, and just in general, like an idea of where the scope of these ingredients are coming from. I'm so glad you're doing that because I think there's a disconnect between the consumer and then the bar or the restaurant because they just sometimes, I, from what I hear and see, is people will think, well, why don't you have that? that understanding isn't there sometimes. And I don't think they know the scope of what you guys have all been through for this past year to get certain things, not only to just run your business too, but to also satisfy your customer and for them to have everything that they want. So I'm glad you're doing that because I hope people can gain a better understanding mm -hmm. of down to the lemon and the lime, where is it coming from and how hard was it you know, for them to get it so that it's here for me. And it's also um, the, like the, and, it, and it affected restaurants to to a hundredth degree, right? right. Um, the the labor that goes into into acquiring these ingredients, the the the, the skilled labor, um, and how all of that get dispersed, and it also 
and variantly affected the restaurant industry the same, you sure. know? So I feel like we're, we are in shortages and we're also, there's, there's a two part um, concept of the fact that a lot of our skilled labor did have to get repurposed. Like Texas closed down all bars, not cocktail bars, like not, so we're a cocktail bar that's laid out like a restaurant. Like you could easily be able to have people seated and things like that, right. but, but we were, uh, we were just under the same scope of being closed and you know how those politics happen is not so much what I'm what I'm talking about but the skilled labor itself did did go into other industries you know um, and and then getting our skilled labor back and so it's it's a labor supply that's it's an ingredient supply it's a it's, it's labor supply it's a chain it's a supply chain supply demand mm -hmm. uh, problem so it's a number of things that that right. are just kind of like we're open and then we're like uh oh, where is, you know, X, Y, Z, where or I, that person is gone. So now I have to buy these things from who, you know, and, and so. It was well, any, a, uh, any restaurateur or chef or they'll tell you right now that hiring is really hard. Mm -hmm. um, it's been hard to get people. So then you can't stay open for maybe you can't open for lunch or maybe you can't open for brunch. So these are the things that uh, the customer where they might think life is getting back to normal. It's not totally back to normal for you guys yet because you do have to think about all these things. Yeah. At least these challenges. And I'll be really honest. The really honest. The uh, we've had nothing but support and love. Completely kind of understanding and and um. But when we're getting into these positions of uh of trained chefs, trained uh, cocktail bars, trained like the 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 training that goes into um into make into creating that skilled labor we're talking about months of mm -hmm. you know we're talking about months of 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 studying month months of involvement and so um sometimes years for people you know sure. and and that time does not precipitate any faster like right. it's it's coming together it's happening everyone's been incredibly kind but it but it is this new wave of of uh, of re reteaching relearning re you know just reintegrating that that um that labor and getting our getting our our professional you know uh i would just say your 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 uh your footing back your footing yeah, back yeah for sure well i want to talk about some of the ways that you uh kind of stayed creative yeah. during this process <laughs> because i feel like you did some cool things that people might have noticed uh that you're still keeping up with which i love yeah okay tell me what it's called is it the Julep. So um, it's called Julep to Go. Okay, Julep to Go. Uh, Julep to Go. Um, and it needed to have its own website. So I was like, okay, this yes, is just called Julep course. to Go. And, uh, and I'm like, it needs to be like people have to get like, like, how do we resonate that, that it's a home delivery okay. product, you know, um, the thing with the, you know, during the closures, um, it's so it was difficult to get a a quality drink in this in this form not not that the ingredients weren't quality but that the when i serve a drink it's cold and it's slowly getting warmer right, right. so if it has to travel during a certain time like people would do pickups or pick up their drinks or you know um yeah there was a lot of that during the pandemic a lot of cocktails to go and yeah. people wanted those those cocktails they missed they wanted them you know they wanted they to wanted enjoy them, them. yeah if they couldn't go to a bar and so the packaging of that came, became really important so that we could conserve the drink the best quality as possible so when it got to your doorstep um and there was no the for me the refrigeration factor was so important so we get your drinks to you to your door in the most premium uh, best 
way possible and then you can enjoy them at home because the idea would be that if you're picking them up from a restaurant right. or bar then you would still have to drive them home because you couldn't have them there sure and no one yeah. wants to do that i'd rather y'all just come to me yeah right? we fig we figured that out really yeah. fast and so <laughs> lazy well Here. i mean that and you're not supposed to be out and you're supposed to right. be in, in quarantine and so many right. things that but i feel like even i mean that i feel like that is just going to be forever. People are always, it's like ordering oh, yeah. pizza, right? Oh, yeah, you yeah. want it to come to you. I mean, but 100%. I'll tell you about the, the julep to go truck. I was at the Manila. I was doing a lot more outdoor stuff. I mean, you had to pass the yeah. time. Right. And so I was sitting there with my husband and our dogs and we were sitting on the grass and there comes the julep to go truck and yeah. it pulls up at the Manila park and everyone goes running to it like kids at an yeah, ice cream truck. It's a great. I was like, wow, what's that? So it's such a great idea. It's such a good, and what we, you know, right in this like last year around this time i mean we were we were busy mm -hmm. we were busy and we had some long wait times thank y'all for being so patient and sweet and um but we were always greeted with like kindness and like people were so gracious and because we you know inside the restaurant or bar what we were that model to me seemed so uh, i'm like this is a game i can't win Right. Like that can't win this game. I'm losing product constantly. My staff is not making enough money. Like we are all scared of catching the, this virus. And so I'm like, okay, so the rules, the way that this has been laid out to me, I see it and we can't win. What if we did, we just completely abandoned that model and did something totally different, but still kept the, the things that we, that we know we can do that we know we can do right, which are the drinks, hospitality, mm -hmm. kindness. And then it was, we were so well received. It took a few, it took a few weeks for people to be like, wait, so you're going to bring them to me. And we're yes. Like, yes. And they're like, okay. And I was like, you need to buy food item. We need it. We can bring it to you. They're like, how much do I need to buy? Whatever you want. Yeah. And they were like, no way. You know, and yeah. it was like, if you're inside Harris County, these are the, there's, there's a few rules you need to follow. You can't be in a screen of church. We can drop <laughs> off, we can drop off at any park. You have to buy a food item. That's it. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then of course, now that we're out of quarantine, we're sort of getting back to real life or regular life. And now you're still doing that. The cocktail truck is still delivering mm -hmm. drinks. Um, and you also are opening a ready to drink shop in the Heights. Yes. So there's, so the ready to drink store is a bottle shop. Um, and the idea came from, you know, when you're at a CVS and you're like checking out at a CVS and all the stuff you want is like, yes. there's like candy, there's they like you. hand sanitizer. There's like, I don't know, whatever, anything that you like tiny moisturizer, you might've forgotten mm -hmm. something. And that's like, that's what I wanted ready to drink to be. I'm like, every single little thing has got to be something that you want. And it feels like a it feels like a store, so it's a store. There's right. So no, okay. No. So just for the for the listeners, we're taping right now in the yeah. ready to drink pop up right now, and Greg and I are like kids in the candy store because there's stuff everywhere. I want like, everything. Yeah. There's alcohol minis. There are these beautiful copper cigarettes. Yeah. There's cigarettes, copper, those pineapple big punch glasses, large format, large format, ice cubes, uh, boozy ice cream. Yeah. This um, is an adult, uh, candy store. I mean, it's no. like, um, heaven. 
and batch cocktails. All yeah. the batch cocktails. So bottles so. and bottles of batch cocktails ready to ready to pour over ice. All the drinks are ready to drink. Yeah. So the idea of the ready to drink store. So I know they have a few little things going on, and I'm sorry it was just a really boring pandemic for us. And so then I was, <laughs> it was like, boring. Well, yes, for sure. It's like, well, you know, and in that process, the the julep to go truck was so much fun. Um, there, I made booze. I made uh, cocktail popsicles. On the track, yeah, and I was like, "Well, which, by the way, po cocktail popsicles will always work in Houston. They will always I mean, work it's in Houston. never not a good time for cocktail popsicles. I completely agree with that. And then the bottle shop was this was this culmination of a lot of of all these things, right? Because people had created if you're if they if you don't have access to a bar for you know for a year and a half for year for a year for us. Um, they created their own third space somewhere, right? So I noticed that people would drink with their neighbors more, right? Or they would um, have a nightcap at the end of the day, where you know. Funny how we get real creative when yeah. like alcohol's at hand, right? <laughs> we have to be real smart. And so, and so it was just like, okay, well, everything here is shelf stable. You can drink it whenever you want, but you don't have to be your own bartender anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of pre-made already. And these are like no joke cocktails. I mean, these are like yeah. you're they're well thought out, a lot of interesting ingredients that people might not have at home. So when it's all put together, you know, that's kind of what you want. Yeah. And, and what's the shelf life on it? So for all the boozy drinks, um, it's about three months and then everything wow. in the fridge, it's about a month and a half. And we're going based on that because we drank them before that, not because they went bad, but that's, we were like, it's month and a half, we're, <laughs> we're going to drink it now. Yeah, I honestly feel like we probably won't even need the three months, or the, but um, we, we still want to give you right. a number. Yeah, just so in case. that's the number we have based on that research and development. So the, there are some that are shelf stable that do not need refrigeration. And then there, then there are some that need refrigeration and what's the difference is it like the juice or um yeah so the, fruit the juices or something like that the ones that are refrigerated have some have either a fortified wine or a juice that needs to keep cold mm -hmm. that okay. needs to stay cold and then everything that's on the shelf is boozy and stable and um and just yeah, I bet it lasts longer than three. That's months. what I yeah. think. I don't. Mine wouldn't last three days. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Like, we only know three. Yeah. That long. Know. We only I know up to three months because of the obvious yeah. reason. Well, you know what else I like about the fact that you have the cold ones already is that you can, let's say it's nine o'clock, and you come and pick one up, and you can drink it when you go home. So funny thing, and I've had you know when we first opened, we had a lot of questions from 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 different people who were like, well, do you feel like you're competing with yourself? It's like, not at all. <laughs> like, what I noticed was, especially in May when we first opened, uh, so we opened May 1st for the Kentucky Derby. And what I noticed was that- Like reopened, right? Yeah, after reopened. After the pandemic, right? Yeah, after, yes, yes, yes. Um, so that, what I, so what I noticed was that we were getting customers in the bar who were in the same day, like walking out with, you know, buying something from the, from the bottle shop and then later calling the cocktail truck. And I'm like, actually, oh my goodness. Actually, um, they purchased from us three times today. Wow. And, we, and I was like, well, that was a fun day. That was a fun Saturday for y'all. But you know, it was, yeah, these are great. This is a gift shop too for right. people, you know? So we have 
gift boxes at the ready to drink store uh very yeah, much that's what i thought is that these make great gifts you have a lot of things in here that would make a good like for bachelorette parties or uh -huh. for a birthday parties. just a lot of fun a stuff. housewarming party yeah Come and just, yeah such, fill up a bag such a great uh idea for that what i did notice too when so when we were operating julep to go just solely the truck is that if somebody's birthday uh, you know like my friend's birthday was happening like they would send the friend like a gift so we have like these little gift um with the julep to go truck is also like gift delivery yeah so oh people goodness. were buying each other gifts or they were buying each other gift cards for the truck and i was like oh you can't celebrate with your with each other so this is an avenue for you to celebrate your friends and so that's adorable. This is, I was like, this is a gift shop. Yeah. You know? I was like, people are giving each other cocktails. They're, they're giving each other alcohol all day long. <laughs> well, let me help you. It. I know any friends like that. Yeah. Okay. Let so me, let I me would... be the vessel for your friendship. Yes. Here. Okay. I need, uh, I want to give everybody uh, just all the details on this because right now the bottle shop is at Julep mm -hmm. in Washington, but it's a pop-up. So this is only here until August 9th. Yes. Okay. And then you're going to move to the Heights and that'll be the brick and mortar. Yes. of this gift shop. So if you're listening after August 9th, look uh, look for it in the Heights. But before then, um, yeah, you can have a cocktail here at Julep and then take a little goodie bag home. It's so fun. I mean, we will make, we'll put, we'll do it. We'll make anything. We have gummies. <laughs> we have, like, um, alcohol, alcohol gummies. gummies. Yes. We have not? alcohol gummies. We have ice cream. Uh, oh, yeah. Ice cream with booze in it. Ice cream with booze in it. Yes. We have popsicles. We have a uh, hundred bottled cocktails for ready to drink, uh, and then Julep to go has the the Julep popsicles, which are cocktails, classic cocktails, frozen in frozen form. Like those are crazy in the summer; people just buy them. Okay, wait. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. How do you free? How do you make a popsicle with alcohol if it doesn't freeze? So it's a low alcohol product. Okay. Um, but the the thing is that it has it still has to be balanced like that drink, right? So like if it's a Jungle Bird, for example, it has Campari, uh, it has molasses in the sugar, okay. so it kind of acts like the rum. And so when you're tasting it, you're like, this tastes like that cocktail. Okay, I see. And, and it's uh, still able to freeze. Or, it's still, yeah. yeah. So what generally like a cocktail in a bar will be between, it's like a glass of wine, it'll be 12%. Right, you know, okay. 10%. The popsicles are about six to 7%. So it's a half of a percent, but, um, but they're just so fun. Like the mint julep, the, so I made a mint julep popsicle which is bourbon, mint, wow. um, sugar, ice, and water. And Yum. it's just like, it's so delicious. But we made it with overproof bourbon so that it could have that flavor yeah. in there and it still freezes. It's just delicious. Yeah. You need to stock favorite. your freezer for the summer yes. with these pops. No, I, yeah, I think that's a good idea. One. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place a big delivery, have that truck in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's talk about a couple things that uh, Greg and I, of course, we're drinking during this interview, but... Uh, I want to talk about two of the cocktails that we tried today okay. during the tasting, and um, they're kind of new to the, yes. the menu. They're back to that your um, the new program with mm -hmm. the ingredients that are you know been hard to find. So we're going to talk about these two because Greg is drinking the milk punch, mm -hmm. and then I am drinking what is this one called? That is the new vu. Okay, and the menu drops tomorrow, so we have right. a new menu tomorrow. Okay, and these are kind of. I feel like in Houston, it's, you know, they always say we don't really have all four seasons. But these are supposed to be like the summer cocktails. <laughs> but I feel like they really, both of our drinks will go. We have early summer, yeah, late summer. Late summer, I know. Um, but can you tell me a little bit about the milk punch? Because that yeah. is so delicious. The milk punch was so fun. The um, 
So the ingredient in this, that the main focused ingredient on this in this drink is the cardamom. And um, shortages during the during the lockdown. Let's say that it's always weird to say the pandemic. We're, we're still in a pandemic. We're not right. like yeah. completely out of it. But during our during our lockdown, um, and the so the drink is based on a very classic punch. So um, milk punch is very southern um, just by nature. But the the two ingredients that I found were working really well there were banana and cardamom. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Like, you know, let's just try it. Uh, cardamom has this nice cooling quality, I think, to um, the general, in general when something gets a little bit too sweet or too, you know, or or um, in in terms of drinks as, as how we would say we would call that cooling. So so it's like not necessarily minty, but it has that uh, spice quality that that will make something a little bit less sweet. Right. Um, because the milk punch was kind of on that uh, bourbon caramel banana like. So it just balances it a little bit with that cardamom. It balanced it beautifully, and it just did. Um, the the uh, syrup is a is banana, cardamom, um, uh, toasted cardamom, and a little bit of toasted cinnamon, and it's sous vide together and brown sugar. Wow. So I, you just you see how much thought goes into each cocktail. I mean, there's so much thought there. Yeah, I mean, we want to make good drinks for y'all, and it really a lot of times takes a little bit of work, you know, and it. I mean, you're like cooking them, you know, you're creating these recipes and, and it doesn't have to break the bank. Like right. We just make, if we put some thought into the, into the ingredients and how we, how we're making them. So, And then on the Nouveau, this mm -hmm. one is uh, oh gosh. So this is a boozy one, whiskey and rum. This one is, okay. So I love, so this ingredient was, was so fun. Um, I got this ingredient by accident in 2019, like in, like in December. And it's called an alligator pepper. Okay. But um, but I had ordered cola nut, and then the the spice uh, our spice distributor sent us this alligator pepper. So apparently, cola nut and alligator pepper are are usually ordered like together, together. Or, or and they're used in um, they're used in a lot of different stews and cooking. And I was like, okay, well, I've I never had alligator. Have you had? Mm. We well, I've never. So grains of grains of paradise a little bit. No. So so the grains of paradise are um, they are from the ginger family. So okay. it's a perennial from the ginger family, and they're just grains that have a lot of like flavor and uh, a little bit of heat. The alligator pepper. It's called the it comes in a pod, and it's called the alligator pepper because if you peel back the pod, it looks like a like it's visually like the alligator's back is what it looks okay. like. Okay. Oh, open it. delicious. But. Um, and I'm going to bring you, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you on once we're, once we're through so okay. you can see it, but it has this beautiful smoke quality to okay. it and it has this tannin. Okay. And, and we were like, well, this is cool. Like what if, you know, so we, we put that, we infused the vermouth into that alligator, into that alligator pepper. Um, and it made like all the bitter qualities of that vermouth just kind of elongated them. And it, I was like, oh, this is different. This is different. Um, and so the Vucare is a cocktail from New Orleans, and this is a, so this is modeled, or this drink is modeled after the Vucare, and the Vucare is, um, it's uh, cognac, rye, sweet vermouth, bitters, and Benedictine, and, but it's like this delicious drink that you have in New Orleans all the time, even though it's like boozy. Yeah. It's like that. It is boozy, but this boozy is. Boozy refreshing. Yes, it's very okay. refreshing. It's not sweet in a syrupy kind of way, but it's. It's nice. This is easy to drink. 
like has like this alligator i would call it it's just borderline like plain on where it's like it has this swampy like <laughs> boozy thing going yeah. on i was like yeah. i don't know what this flavor is but i like it and i like, like it we're, too. we're selling this this is gonna be so good yeah um, i can taste a little bit of spicy in the back but i wasn't sure if that's the pepper or the mole bitters i mean would you get that from no the mole bitters uh, is more savory yeah okay. it brings up a little bit of the um sweetness okay if it has a little chocolatey note to it but the the alligator pepper is that tannin that like that uh, has maybe an acidity okay. and like an acidity quality and it's just so different i was like we're, we're working with this ingredient like Very cool. that came it's to delicious. us by a complete accident and then well okay so then i was like i love whatever this like it's fragrant and like i love this pepper whatever this is and then i was like oh so i go online i'm like well let's let's find let's find it right and it's like tripled in price because of where it's coming from and i was like oh my gosh so luckily we have like a big source of it but i was like how did this happen you know and then it started again inspiring that menu of like fragrant ingredients oh because this this is coming from so far away and it's like we we got so familiar and used to things being so accessible and yeah. so easy and then I really appreciate now yeah. when you have something like that yeah and so this so is unique. such a cool ingredient that it's like we're, we got to use it so you know they're all share cool. it with other people well um for people who may not have seen it or if they don't have it you have a cocktail recipe book yes right and that is called it's a, it's called julep southern cocktails Refashion, refashion. So, in that book, are they able to kind of? Are they pretty easy to do at home if they wanted to kind of grab that that yeah. recipe book and play around at home? Yeah, the book uh, came out in 2018. So, um, and those were the initial recipes that we had. From, we had from the beginning menus. So, a lot of those uh, recipes kind of defined our that defined the bar. Um, in the sense of like, what is a Southern regional cocktail bar, right? Well, like, well, ideally every bar should have a, um, like if you're going to make that bold of a statement, like then you have to define it. Right. So now I'm like, okay, so this book <laughs> defines what that means. Um, and also just created a lot of drinks that people fell in love with, but it's because we went looking for these ingredients and that's right. what people were like, I love this and I don't know why. So tell me why. So this book tells you a lot of why a lot of you history. Yeah. Love the cherry bounce. Sure. Why you love this swampy drink. Right? Yes. And you're like, I don't know why, but I think because we, that's how we drink. It's hot here. I mean, it's a, a number of reasons. Right. Um, and so that's what the book, I, that's what I think. Uh, that was my intention for writing the book. Anyways. The history and the story. I still love that your drinks. I just love that they tell a story. It's a fun. Yeah. I mean, people love to tell stories while drinking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, right. we want to be a part of that too. We yes. want to tell some stories with you, you know? Well, I uh, highly recommend come in and try some of these new cocktails. And of course there's, there's plenty of good food on the menu as well. Yes, we have Kate McLean is doing our consulting uh, for this for this uh, menu, and she's wonderful and great, and I love working with her, and she's so creative. and yeah, She's a lot of fun. The <laughs> nicest person yes. in the world. Yes. And I'm like, okay, Kate, you're, you're wonderful. Yes, you're so wonderful. She's, been, she's been working with you on this current menu, which today Greg and I tried. We had the, the burger, which was just kind of really classic and delicious and melty cheese and pickles, and just really nice. The oysters. You did oyster, oyster picnic. picnic. Yes. Now that's different than just, I mean, they're, they're raw oysters, but the mm -hmm. way you kind of recommend that people eat 
the whole whole thing is different. Yes. So the oyster picnic is um, it's an idea that I've never really been able to like put into words. But then we just kind of came up with the idea with the word picnic because it made sense. Um, but in Burgundy, so I, I went to Cognac uh, 2016, I think, 20, yeah, a long time ago. Um, <laughs> and uh, just eating oysters uh, along the coast of like Arcachon and like um, in Burgundy. And that's just the way that the oysters were served, were served with herb butter, a, a piece of baguette, and then like a link of sausage. And, and that then, all sounds great. It's like, well, yeah. how do I, and then, you know, like, I'm like, what, what happened? So you just build it, you either build it on toast or you eat it however you'd like, or you eat it on the side or whatever. But I'm like, this is brilliant because you have this pork sausage, it's fatty, and you have <laughs> this, the salinity from this oyster, which makes it like just very briny and different. And then you have your herb butter and toast. I'm like, this is a great idea. And I'm like, I want to serve this at the bar every yeah. day. And, not, and I love that when they were presenting it, they said, you know, you can pile it all on top of your baguette or you can, um, you know, you can eat it how you want, like pick at it and eat the, you know, save the different flavors, but um, really cool idea. So really, you know, really different things to nosh. Another thing that, that we tried today was the French um, onion French dip onion, and yeah. the chips. I mean, that is like my thing. If I was sitting down with a couple of cocktails, I'd want to snack on that, you mm-hmm. know, and just socialize and just kind of spend a couple of hours, you know? Yeah. And she did a uh, play on the bourbon ball with, uh, with, and we were looking at, um, you know, we're like, okay, it looks like a string of pearls. So we just call it bourbon pearls. And that was a gorgeous dish, by the way. It's a beautiful dish. She did an amazing job. Um, it's a ruby chocolate that is, uh, that has bourbon in it, and then it it wraps a um, pecan, a smoked pecan, um, and then it's covered in mint powder and mint sugar powder. It's beautiful, it's so lime good. green. Yeah, just gorgeous. It's so pretty. Yes, I love it. I love it. This I love it. this julep really just ignites all the senses. Truly, it does. You're smelling, you're tasting, you're sipping till you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, just really, really cool stuff here. Um, Greg and I are fans. Uh, we drank what? Five cocktails today? Five, yes. Five, okay, so five <laughs> cocktails today. Tell me the tolerance is up. Yes. The tolerance is up. We've trained for a year. <laughs> Greg and I were pre- pretty high to begin with, not gonna lie. But um, but no, so I, <laughs> I'm throwing him under the bus. Greg's no, like, um, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, no, I'm I'm so glad you shared um, a little bit more about julep as it is now because I feel like it's even more dynamic than it was before. People could have julep three ways in one day. Yes, they do sometimes. Yes. I'm like, wow, I love you guys. Yes. So fun. <laughs> so cool. So uh, tell everyone julep is open is it seven days a week. Yes. And we are open uh, from four to midnight every day. And on Fridays and Saturdays, we're open till two. Cool. You guys come uh, check out Julep, take a bottle home with you to go. You won't regret it. And uh, look out for the new shop in the Heights coming this late summer, this fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Greg, thank you for joining me. I'm very happy. (laughs) Yeah, I know you are after five drinks. I know you're happy. Uh, Alba, thanks uh, for, you know, having us in today. Uh, We enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you all for having me. All right, until next week, sip and savor well. Thank you.